Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Feng. Michigan stormed out of the gate with huge wins over Villanova, North Carolina, and Purdue. They seemed like a Final Four contender. But then Michigan stumbled in Big Ten play, dropping games at Iowa and Penn State. Is this something to worry about? To project this team in the tournament, you have to understand Michigan's identity. And that identity has drastically shifted over the past three seasons. Let me explain. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Fang. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom podcast. My name is Ed Fang, founder of thepowerrank.com. And to understand this Michigan team, you need to go back two seasons ago. They started the Big Ten play one and three. And some even question whether John Beeline should be the coach. They started to play much better. They finished the Big Ten season 9-5. and five. Then they almost died. They were about to take off for the Big Ten tournament, and strong winds swept the plane off the runway. Luckily, no one was hurt. But the incident shook up the team, for the better. They won on a run to win the Big Ten tournament. And then in the NCAA tournament, they made it all the way to the Sweet 16 and came within a last-second shot of beating Oregon, a team that eventually made the Final Four. That Michigan team had the typical trademark of a John Beeline team. Great offense. To evaluate this, I take points per possession, and I adjust for strength of schedule based on my algorithms. This is very similar to what you find on KenPalm.com. And two seasons ago, this Michigan team ranked fifth when I look at offensive efficiency adjusted for strength of schedule. They were led by the shooting of Derek Walton, and they were overall a trademark John Beeline team. They weren't as good on defense. They were 50th by season's end by this efficiency adjusted for schedule. But one thing had changed about Michigan, how they defended the three-point line. In previous seasons, they didn't really emphasize defending the three-point shot. And the way you can tell this is to look at three-point field goal rate allowed. So when you're on defense, what fraction of field goal attempts come from the three-point range? The previous season, Michigan ranked 218th. And just for example, 36% of shots they allowed came from the three-point range. And that was pretty typical of a John Beeline team in previous seasons. Now, when you get to the 2016-17 season, this was two years ago, they made a drastic improvement in that category. Assistant coach Billy Donlin was the one who caused this change. And the reason he made this change was because analytics suggest that this is the best way to defend the three-point shot. So when you look at three-point field goal rate on defense, when you look at it early in the season, 
it's a very good predictor of what that rate is later in the season. This is work done by Ken Pomeroy. So what this suggests is that it's a skill to not let the other team shoot three-pointers. That it's a skill to run shooters off the line. Now, that all changes once the other team actually shoots the three. When you look at three-point field goal defense, or simply the fraction of three-pointers that an opponent hits, that quantity during the first part of conference play has no ability to predict the same quantity the last part of conference play. So what this means is that there's a lot of randomness in three-point defense once the offense is able to get that shot up. So if you want to defend the three, you need to run guys off the line. If a team actually is going to get shots off against the defense, then that defense has really little control over whether those shots go in. So let's get back to the 2016-17 Michigan team. This was two seasons ago. They went all the way up to eighth in the nation in three-point field goal rate allowed. Now, this is good, but this didn't really translate into a good defensive team. Remember, they were 50th in the nation, but that was about to change. The next season, Michigan still ran shooters off the arc as they ranked sixth in that three-point field goal rate. But the defense improved. They moved all the way up to fifth in the nation in defensive efficiency, adjusted for strength of schedule. A big part of the praise goes to Luke Yaklich. He came in for Billy Donlin as the defensive coordinator on the coaching staff. And it certainly also helps that they put excellent defenders, such as Xavier Simpson and Charles Matthews, into the starting lineup. Now, last season, the offense did drop off. From elite top five offense the previous season, they dropped to 28th when you look at efficiency adjusted for strength of schedule. But that did not stop them from winning the Big Ten tournament again. And in the NCAA tournament, they made a run all the way to the championship game before they lost to Villanova. Now, let's come to the present season, 2018-2019, and I expected the defense to actually get even better. They were losing the weakest defenders in their starting lineup, and they were also inserting center John Teske into the starting lineup. And he's become one of the best defensive big men in the entire nation. The way he moves his feet on pick-and-roll defense is poetry. Now, this current season, they are second in the nation in my efficiency, adjusted for strength of schedule. And this is heading into the last game of the regular season. Michigan has flipped from an offensive juggernaut to a defensive juggernaut. A big part of the reason has been the talent. Xavier Simpson, John Teske, Charles Matthews, these are all elite defensive players. But they've also done it with scheme. They will sell out to prevent three-point shots. They also do not foul, which is a trademark of a John Beeline team. Luke Yaklich gets a lot of credit for Michigan's defense, and he absolutely should. But Beeline's fingerprints are all over this defense. And I say this because Yaklich's teams at Illinois State, they did not run guys off the three-point line, and they were not as good at not fouling the other team. How will this Michigan team do in the tournament? You know they're going to bring the defense every game, and I've broken that down in this episode. But do they have enough offensive firepower to win? Heading into the last regular season, they ranked 21st in the nation in efficiency adjusted for strength of schedule. As always, this team takes care of the ball. That's a trademark of John Beeline teams. But unlike past Michigan teams, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. They made 35% of their three-point shots, and that's only a little bit better than the college basketball average. 
The ceiling with this team really rests with two players, and they're the wings, Jordan Poole and Ignis Brezdikis. Both guys can shoot the three, and both of them can get to the basket. Poole started the season hot. He went 10 for 13 from three against Purdue and North Carolina. And with the strong defense that Michigan played, they won those games over top 10 teams handily. But then he struggled with his shooting in Big Ten play. You'll see him make some bad decisions like pulling up five feet behind the three-point line and just launching one. So he really needs to play his best on offense for this team to reach its potential. Brasdikas is a little bit thicker than Poole, and he's a little bit better at getting to the basket. He was very successful at that early in the season. He's been less successful at that in Big Ten play as the opposing defenses get better. This has been part of the reason for Michigan's struggles once they reach conference play. Both Poole and Brasdikas have NBA potential, and they set the ceiling for this Michigan offense. When Selection Sunday comes around, the numbers will not have Michigan as one of the top four teams in terms of win probability, but they do have a high ceiling. They will play defense, and if they can hit some shots, they're capable of beating any team. Thank you for listening. My name is Ed Fang, founder of The Power Rank. For full disclosure on this episode, I live in Ann Arbor, and I closely follow this team for the seven years I've lived here. This is good because I can combine analytics with watching basketball games, and I catch almost every single one of the Michigan basketball games. This is bad because fandom can obviously skew your perspective. Thanks again for listening. My name is Ed Fang. Just a reminder, my March Madness cheat sheet makes it drop-dead easy to fill out your bracket. To get this free service, sign up for my free email newsletter at thepowerrank.com. That is my site for better tournament predictions through analytics. Once again, that's thepowerrank.com. The Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. There are three other shows that you definitely want to check out. The Mike Wise Show appears on Mondays. Journalist and storyteller Mike Wise interviews the biggest influencers in basketball. Catch and Shoot appears on Wednesdays. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, two of the sharpest basketball minds, tackle the biggest stories and chat with the most interesting people. The Pure Hoops podcast appears on Friday. Join three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman for the insider perspective. 